Welcome back to uh, the NRF Innovation Lab, sponsored by NVIDIA and Lenovo. I'm excited. This is day three of all of our live stream coverage. I have Alex Siskos, Everseen's VP of Strategy and Growth Initiatives, with me on my right. And on the screen, joining us virtually, is Tom Origi, the Director of Assets Protection at Kroger. Tom, let's start with you. How are you doing this fine Tuesday morning? Well, well look, I'd be a little better if I was with you guys. Um, so, miss, miss you, but... Um... Look, we have a little snow in Cincinnati. It's a little cool here, but other than that, we're doing well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes, we miss you. For those watching, the whole genesis of this was actually that Tom was supposed to join Alex, myself, a few other people on stage today at the Big Ideas uh, session for NRF. But unfortunately, Tom couldn't make it as well. Some other people couldn't make it too. So we're going to try to get, bring you guys the next best thing, which is that conversation with Tom via live stream. Get it to everybody in and at the show, whether you're at the show or not. Try to get that same content to you too. Alex, how are you feeling? How, how's the show been for you? I'm feeling sad because I don't have my partner in crime here. We've I done know. this a couple of times and uh, would love to have had you here, Tom. Uh, there's a lot of interest. There's a lot of curiosity and uh, looking forward for you to share this morning and have this dialogue and extend it onto stage a little bit later here as well. Absolutely. We're going to try to carry on in Tom's stead here in about, what, an hour and a half we go on, right, Something Alex? like that. Yeah, Something so like we're going to do our Absolutely. best. Try to do Tom proud. All right, well, let's get right into it, you guys, because I think we've got, I've talked to you guys before about this topic. Um, there's a lot of meat to it. I think there's a lot of things people watching are going to enjoy. Um, so let's start first. Like, what's, let's start with backgrounds. Tom, why don't you set the stage for us in terms of your job at Kroger and what it all entails? Yeah, I've, I've got a great role over here. I'm very excited to join Kroger about two and a half years ago. Um, I've got kind of a mix between our home office responsibilities and some responsibilities out in the field. So, you know, Kroger is made up of 21 different um, retail divisions. And Jeez. so um, basically there's seven divisions west of the Rockies that, um, that I get to interact with every, every day and help support in their safety and, and asset protection activities. I also have um, what we call um, AP solutions. And so that's okay. really all the technology and, um, and things that we invest in to make our stores safer, reduce shrink, um, and those types of activities. And then I also have responsibility for our safety and, uh, and OSHA compliance as well oh, wow. uh, for, the, for the organization. So that's what keeps me a little bit busy over at Kroger and why I love the gig. Yeah, so your job has been pretty mild the last couple of years, right, Tom? There hasn't been much going on for you at all, I would imagine. No, no nothing <laughs> at all. You know, it's been, you know, a lot of days with my feet up on my desk, relaxing, um, not, not too much to worry about stores, you know, they're not working hard either as well. Our, our, our sport teams, you know, they're just relaxed as well. Yeah, right. That's Before awesome. we got live, I actually asked Tom, I was like, what have you been doing the last couple of days? You just been kicking back? And he was like, you got to be kidding me, right? No. All right. Well, Alex, how about you? So what's your job? What do you do at Eversee? Well, as you mentioned earlier, I'm responsible for the growth uh, strategy of the company. That involves kind of where we're playing, what industries we're in, what channel specifically, but also a lot of what we're doing here at NRF, right? Several different uh, partners like Lenovo, and uh, also when it comes down to effectively extending computer vision and AI through the ecosystem of somebody like Tom, looking at the future and being able to spend time with Tom. So what makes the job great is this interaction with the gentleman on the other side, but also being able to talk about it, right? And talk about what's real, what's not, in the sense of like, how does this actually materialize and become pragmatic for the industry? Dude, that's awesome. I love interviewing you because you always give me the best segues ever. Like it makes my job as the moderator so God darn easy. So you're, you're thank welcome. you for that. Yeah, you're I'm welcome. hoping that that proves true in about an hour and a half as well. Uh, oh, but let's sure. go there because you brought it up. So, so you guys, you guys are one of the first to find a really practical use case application of AI. 
And Tom, you specifically are deploying it at self-checkout. So I'm curious, how did that all come about? How did the partnership with Everseen, how did that all originate? How did you guys decide, like take us back, you know, however long it was to say, hey, we see there's an opportunity here. We're going to go after it. Sure. Well, look, the original relationship really predates my time at Kroger. My okay. uh, the previous VP here, Mike Lamb, uh, had a relationship with Everseen from a previous retailer he worked for. So I was, I was the lucky one. I came in and that relationship had started um, and they had gotten all the, all the tough work done. They slugged through, you know, um, scope of work and all those things. So by the time I got here, we were ready to roll, which was the fun <laughs> part. Um, and so, uh, you know, we started rolling out stores. Um, we're in just about 17, a little over 1700 today of our 2,700 stores. Wow. It's been a great partnership. What I, what I love about the technology is, it, it not only helps our associates at self-checkout, makes their job a little bit easier, because when a customer skip scans, um, our, the Everseen technology will show them a little video of what took place and said, hey, um, kind of a little nudge, as we call it, to say, yeah, scan right, can you help us out? And the overwhelming majority of the time, it's uh, over 80%, the customer watches that video and corrects. No intervention from our associate or anything else. And so... You know, we love that technology, uh, and obviously, you can think about all the times our customers aren't the best at scanning product. Um, it's not their core competency, so all the times that that uh, mistake takes place, mostly non-malicious, um, the increases in sales that brings for us, the increases in inventory um, accuracy, and then obviously, um, the reduction in shrink as well. So there's a big ripple effect that comes out of this. And the last thing I'd say, Chris, is what I love about working with the Everseen team, as we think up crazy use, use cases or, hey, what's next? Um, they're like, all right, let's go to the lab and let's, and let's crack the code. And so our, um, our roadmap is, um, is, is uh, not only very robust with, with what we think we can do in the future, but really, really exciting. I think we're just scratching the surface with uh, SkipScan. That's awesome. I want to get into that potentially too, if we have time here in the 30 minutes we've got with you today. Um, okay. So I wonder, so I love what you just said, Tom. So Alex, maybe you can set the stage for those watching too. Maybe go double click into it a little bit in terms of what Tom you're describing in terms of how it actually works and functions. I'm curious, both from the consumer perspective and from the retail operators perspective, what are we talking about here? Let's hit the consumer first, then we'll bring it back to the retailer. But on the consumer side, what are they seeing when they interact with this technology at self-checkout? Well, first of all, thank you for your perfect segue, because <laughs> what people need to remember here, especially with anything that's technological, it's not technology and consumer out. It's always consumer and technology out, right? Mm -hmm. So the one thing that Tom didn't mention, even though he's calling this part the easy part, this is actually the part that's most important, because whatever we do, it has to be invisible to the customer. It right. has to feel natural, right? So Tom mentioned the nudge. Think about every single one of us has been through a self-checkout moment. Or for all intents and purposes, you're picking up a product, you're scanning it over this silver, you know, platen, and then you're putting it in into a bag, right? That is the standard operating procedure. That's the way it should work. Theoretically speaking, it's intuitive, but I've shared with you guys before, right? I'm related to a gentleman called Tom, my father, who <laughs> has an issue with frozen peas, right? I mean, he tries legitimately to go through and scan it. And, you know, he was telling me the story, you know, a couple of months ago. And he's like, Alex, I tried three times. First, that it wasn't, it was, you know, all cracked up. Then I thought it was maybe the condensation. Well, I legitimately went three times. I just said, Kroger, you must be giving this to me for free. So he put it in his bag, right? That's what Tom is describing as the kind of non-malicious, you know, perspective. Mm -hmm. Technologically, what we did is not try to make this so, um, how should I put this? 
passing on the self-sec out associate and right. give the read the, uh, the consumer the opportunity to self-correct themselves that's what the nudge is right so when somebody sees themselves on a video it's irrefutable right that's exactly what happened you don't have to argue with it and people self-correct what i love about you know what tom and what kroger did and there's several other customers that are doing this is basically saying show the people how to correct it they'll do it on their own if they don't their suspect level goes up, right? Mm -hmm. So if they continue to do it, that's when we'll interrupt, that's when we'll stop, right? Uh, from a technological perspective, to answer that question, we're integrating with the POS system. The POS system said, P's, we saw P's, check, we're in. We saw P's go through, we didn't get a ding from the POS system, that is a miscan, mm -hmm. right? That's pretty much how that all comes together. In the spirit of all the names that you see behind this, this requires a box, inside the box there's, you know, GPU, CPU, all that, and, you know, with Tom, we figure out how to make that Better, smaller, quieter, cooler, right? So it fits in the in the back of the store in a way that doesn't become disruptive to the rest of Tom's operations. Yeah, and so so then in that P, take me that P's example again. So so I'm the customer. Uh, I'm trying to scan the P's. I can't get it to work. What do I see then? Like, put what does that look like uh, tactically? Yeah. So if you're looking at just like we're all looking at our, our monitors right now, kind of mm -hmm. going through that, right? You actually see your register and what you've actually scanned, and what pops up is a video with a view of you top down wow. showing you going through with the peas in your hand and just doing this motion. Right. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it didn't scan and therefore there's a button on the bottom that says, will you rescan? Yes or no. And as Tom said, more often than not, people say yes. And they continue with so the they'll try to get it to rescan. He'll keep your, exactly. your father will keep trying to scan those peas. Uh, yeah. He's, you know, he's a good guy. And he said that, and you know, he legitimately raised his hand, you know, so on that front, he called over the skull just to be clear, just in case. Heck, his name is Tom. How could he be anything but a great guy? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And Tom, is there anything you add on that explanation? Just out of curiosity? Well, look, I, the only, the only other thing is, you know, the overwhelming majority of the time, this is somebody that, um, is not intentionally trying to get away with product, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's there's two outcomes if a second skip scan happens, right? It's either there's something wrong with our scanner, it could be dirty or or you know have uh, condensation on it, like uh, like Alex talking about, um, or somebody may be intentionally trying to skip scan. So right. that first that first nudge happens, and like I said, the majority of the time uh, customer corrects. But if they happen to hit a second time where they where they uh, miss scanned a second time. That's when we alert ourselves, uh, checkout associate, and he or she would come over and provide customer service, help the customer figure out why that scanner is not working right. Got it. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So let's get to brass tacks then here, Tom, too, maybe to you. Like, what are you seeing in terms of results that you guys can talk about? Like, how is this proving out for you on the financial side of things as best you can describe? Well, look, I think the, the things that the thing I could probably say and, and not get in any trouble. <laughs> um, is the fact that um, we've uh, we've rolled out 1,700 stores. That tells uh, anybody that's thinking about this our commitment level. Um, mm -hmm. We all fight. Anybody that's in uh, in a role similar to mine, we all fight for capital dollars. Um, and look, we have a responsibility to the organization, to our finance team, um, to make sure those capital dollars gotta have a, a, a really great return on investment. So. Uh, without divulging anything that's um, uh, inappropriate, me inappropriate for me to say, Chris. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I, I think you get the hint. Uh, I think I really, do. Really pleased, and <laughs> think, uh, and uh, we're yeah. and we're continuing to roll out. So it's yeah. not we're, it's not like we're stopping at seventeen hundred. Yeah, I actually love that answer because having been a retailer, knowing what it takes to get something from pilot to that type of implementation scale that quickly means it probably is working pretty darn well, and uh, makes sense that you guys would want to talk about it that way. All right, Alex, I got to ask you then, because what Tom brought up is really important. Like, 
the pilots are one thing, you know, early stage implementations are another getting this to what time you said 1600 1700 stores roughly 1700 in that time period is pretty intense like what all is involved in that like how do you guys actually make that happen on the partner side. Listen, one of the things that Tom mentioned before, and I'm, I'm, it's the only time you're going to catch me live correcting Tom, is he says, hey, we'll go into the lab and figure it out. But what Tom really meant about the lab is the store on Maine and Maine. You cannot replicate the real life environment and what's going on. So oftentimes what we did with Tom, when we figured out there's a will, there's a way, right? So the people that have malicious intent figured out that they're going to take the price of a cheaper item, put it on the price of a much more expensive item and scan through right. it. The way that we figured that out is putting the system on what we call silent mode. Mm. So you're still seeing what's happening out in real life, but you have all that data that you're ingesting. Mm. To give you guys two metaphors, not two, well, one analogy, two analogies, I guess. Okay. On the first one is we ingested the tune across all of our customers about 175 years of video on a daily basis. On right? a daily basis, a daily 175 basis. years. Mm -hmm. That's over 200 million SKUs, if you think about it, that are going through that fees transaction, right? And the Jeez. easiest way for you to think about AI training is Tom and I are part of a pit crew. We have a car out in the NASCAR track. It's going around and we constantly look at what it's doing. We pull it into the pit. We'll basically readjust it and throw it back in. The reality is the car never stops running. That's the difference in our NASCAR, right? That's right. machine doesn't go offline, right? We have There's no to pit be stop. exactly for the customers maintain that invisibility for Tom maintain that there's no disruption, right? In the spirit of what Tom said and Tom, I can't say it any better, right? In terms of what we've done, our desire was to be self-funding. Mm -hmm. We moved from being a self-funding vendor to being a self-funding ecosystem, right? So we gave Tom the opportunity to now see how do I take this infrastructure that I have and move it further through the estate, right? And wherever Tom wants to stop, you know, we stop with, you know, and Tom, you're gonna have to open up that, you know, that, you know, can of worms, right? But if you think about the logical places you would find us, they're in the middle of the store, they're the back of the store, that we're in and around the store, right? On that particular process. Right, right. All right, so let's, hey, Tom, you teased it before. I can't let you off the hook because you brought it up too. But, uh, you know, you talked about where you're gonna go next. And we are, we are at NRF, right? And it's all, you know, we'd like to talk about the future here. We're in the innovation lab for crying out loud. So we gotta ask you, you know, where do you plan to take AI, you know, in 2022 or beyond uh, in your role? Like, where do you think it goes next? Look, I, I think it might be easier to say, where wouldn't we? Uh, in where wouldn't we? Okay, fast. Where wouldn't we, right? And, yeah. and so, um, but just to give you a little taste of some of the things that we're looking at, um, product recognition recognition is, is um, really important to us, right? So I don't care if you're one of our professional cashiers or you're Alex's dad trying to scan those peas. The other thing people hate to do is scan produce and figure it out. Do, right. do I have organic bananas? Do I, what kind of apple is this? And so, um, so we're really excited about some of the work that uh, the team is working on to help with that. And, and at the end of the day, this is, these are things we can talk about things that are taking place in the store that are malicious. And certainly we're going to invest there. But the first thing we do is say, how do we make that store better for our consumers and how do we make it easier for our associates to run? So, you know, that, that's one that I'm really excited about. Um, there, there, look, there's some savings involved there, but the reality is let's use the infrastructure we put in place to make it easier for our associates and customers. Right. Uh, we're, you know, Alex mentioned the back of the house. And so, um, so, um, you know, DSD is a, is a, an area mm. that can, can be problems in it, everywhere I've been, we focused in on DSD. Right. I'll just say right. that. Yeah, one, me right? too. Yep. And so how do you leverage technology to make DSD easier? Mm -hmm. Um, pickup is another phenomenal potential, right? Um, it's a growing, we, we, we've, we've grown our pickup uh, business so quickly 
that candidly, and I'm sure others are in the same space, um, there, we might have left some gaps behind. Uh, we've taken trade-offs, right, that says, let's get that product to the consumer in the safest way possible. And so, you know, we've engaged Everseen to say, you know, what else can we do from an AI standpoint to ensure what's going out the door should be going out? And, and more importantly, how accurate is that so our, our consumer gets exactly what they're looking for? Um, so, so look, I think there's all sorts of case uh, um, usage that, um, like I said, I get the fun job of trying to think up all this and, my, and the team here at Kroger thinking up all this craziness. Thank and then you. we hand it over to Alex and his team to see if they can't, uh, they can't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you do. And so if I heard you right, too, the motif that's running through that is really the, from the consumer experience standpoint, it's really the inventory accuracy piece, right? That's, that's the core of what you're trying to get to. That's right. That's exactly right. Look, the, 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 the worst thing we can do as, a, as an organization is disappoint a customer when he or she comes in and finds us out of stock. And look, no retailer ever is intentionally out of stock. And so, um, but many times when we are, it's because we think we have an item and, and we don't. It's not a lack of, well, well, maybe today with uh, with some of the shipping issues, but it's not usually a lack of logistics or how often we're getting freight. It's a it's an inventory accuracy issue. And so, what can we do to ensure that we never disappoint a customer when they come in, and then when they find what they're looking for, they have a great experience getting through the checkout method that they choose. Uh, right. So. Uh, I think that's a great call out, Chris. I appreciate you uh, reminding yeah, no, me of that. No, of course. I mean, I think that's an important designation, right? Like it's out of stock. Being out of stock is one thing, but telling the customer you're in stock to later disappoint them because you actually weren't in stock is another issue entirely and is probably more detrimental in the long run. And that's what core of what we're getting at here in discussing these technologies. Alex, same question to you. I mean, where maybe touch on what he said in terms of where you guys might take things next with Kroger, but also where are you guys going as a company in this regard? Absolutely. Listen, um, you know, you asked me in a, in a past time, right? Why did we start with the front checkout? Yeah. Right. You know, you know Tom will tell you this, right? The 1.6% of sales is lost due to shrink. And people always think about it as malicious intent and it's not no, right. No, sometimes no. you have waste. Sometimes you have just, you know, uh, pure mistakes that are just kind of taking place that cause waste. Uh, you know, along those lines, we set out to be process aware. So if you think about the checkout as a process, that is something that has a hmm. standard operating procedure hmm. that has certain rules, purposes, right? That Tom can dictate, but the customers dictate in this particular case, mm -hmm. right? If you take a look at us being, having camera on that scene and watching a process unfold, mm -hmm. that same process mm -hmm. will take place when a DSD truck is being unloaded right. in the back, when somebody's putting product in somebody's trunk, when somebody's restocking the shelves, and for all intents and purposes, move outside into any assembly line. And, you know, and that's what's happening with us. We yeah. are effectively taking the incredible learnings from retail because you cannot replicate just the amount of data. What is it, Tom? 20,000 transactions in a given store in a, on an average week is like what groceries doing. You can't, you can't replicate that amount of volume, right? right? So what we're teaching, what we're learning there is these patterns and sequences that right. humans do. And the beauty about us is we're unpredictable, right? So you just don't know. So if you could tell me, this is what I expect to happen. And when that doesn't, I want you to do this, if this, or this, if that, that's how we basically put eyes on any process across the board. So for us, you'll see us definitely extending. We've already started to extend with Tom and others across the entire store, and then also hop out into adjacent industries. Right. Dude, that is, I, I hope for those listening that everyone picked up on that nugget that you just gave us, because I've never thought about that. That's why I love doing this show. It happens every time you get this epiphany at the end. But what you said is really important. So I want to recap it. Like, because, you know, you ask, I mean, we started this whole conversation. Like, why are we able to find a practical use case of AI so quickly? 
-hmm. And what you said was that it was inserted into a standard operating process, both on the consumer side and the retail side, right? The consumers understand where you're inserting this to. And so that's why you're able to do what you are so efficiently. But then that gives you the license to say, okay, where else can we repeat that same practice throughout the store, through other industries too, which is a really interesting point as well. That's a huge unlock as people are looking for the honest to God, best places to deploy AI. So, wow. If you, if you look at the metrics, there's two more things. If you look at yeah. the metrics that Thomas talked about, right? Whether that is shrink, whether that is inventory levels, whether that is the most important of all, more sales. Yeah. We can describe them with two E's that Tom and I always do, efficiency and effectiveness, okay. right? If yeah. we don't bring that to bear, then it's just not working, right? right? And that's, I think, how we are collaborating with Thomas to make sure that that is our North Star always. Awesome, awesome. Well, Tom, any final words here before we let you go at NRF? Now, look, I look. I appreciate the time. Wish I was there with you guys. I hope you have a great rest of the show. Um, stay safe. I see you're all maxed up, so great job on that. Um, and appreciate the time today. Absolutely. No, it's been a blast having you. Tom Arrighi, Director of Assets Protection at Kroger. Alex Siskos of Everseen. For those interested, in about five to ten minutes, we're going to be having another live stream conversation with Scott Wu, the Chief Digital Officer at Compass Labs. So you're going to want to check that out. Stick around. Watch our channel. Uh, OmniTalk coming to you live from the NVIDIA and Lenovo Innovation Lab at NRF. As always, be careful out there.